Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. I'm sorry, Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie. Be a little odd. And Brupolo was in Terry. Bouvieville? What? No, that that might not be the right. You added a whole thing. Just a Terry (laughs) Brewy. I don't know. I was just thinking about uh, something to do with with Booby Dixon, but maybe Boobyville went in the right. Boobyville is not the right. (laughs) Boobyville sounds like a place like we were talking about that bachelor party the other day. Yeah, that might be a good place for Dallas, Texas. Like you would exactly. Where'd you guys go after the bar? (laughs) <laughs> booby <laughs> I don't even know where that even came from. Boobyville. What's that even have to do with There's Terry? No, I mean, I know that coffee. Anthony Dixon played at Terry, but maybe that's no. just what I want. That, maybe that's just what I want Terry to be renamed. You want it to be renamed Boobyville. Boobyville. Oh God. We are, I can't wait to see where this takes us the rest of this show. Well, <laughs> Oh, every morning, if you're looking to have Strange Brew Coffee House in your cup, you can't make it to Starkville or Tupelo, just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College sleep. Do what? I need sleep. Yeah, me and you both. I feel like I didn't sleep well last night. Like it's the catch up sleep from the night before and just never the same. Tonight will be the good sleep. The catch-up sleep, is that something that uh, Jake Wimberly does every night? Well, Wimberly, he doesn't sleep much at all because it because get, going to bed and waking up in the morning is a two-and-a-half-hour uh, hair uh, routine. <laughs> keep that, keep those locks the way they are, that, that coif. Anyway, coif. <laughs> College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, the place to find. Maroon White merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. Only College Corner has the best selection of it in central Mississippi. So whatever you're looking for, if you're staying home and you want to decorate, you want to get your home gating going, you've got tailgating going, just need some new shirts, something new for the car, whatever it is for Mississippi State, they've got you covered at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Floyd by the Half Shell, and you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. It's Taco Tuesday over at Humble Taco, but every day it's Taco Tuesday. At Humble Taco. It's not always Tuesday, but there's there's always tacos. Don't 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 walk in there on a Thursday thinking it's Tuesday. That, that'll really mess you up. But you can always enjoy great tacos at Humble Taco because they have the best tacos in town and they have tacos you can't get anywhere else 
everybody has the same kind of Mexican food, no matter where you go. In in Starkville's 419 Mexican restaurants, 418 of them are all the same. But uh, Humble Taco stands alone. So check them out next time you're in Starkville. Grab a seat on the patio, grab a handcrafted margarita, and grab some awesome tacos at Humble Taco. Firehouse subs for lunch sounds like a great idea to me. If you're following Firehouse Subs on Twitter today, you know that on uh, Labor Day, they were giving away double points on every purchase. See, this is what I'm telling you. You've got to follow them on Twitter if you haven't already. You can always, they're always giving away deals there. And they're really giving away stuff when you have the app. Download the free app, and the, the reward points, they come really, really quick. You'll be eating a free sandwich before you know it. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. A quick recap of everything important Mike Leach said at his press conference today, nothing. So, As usual. That's a starting to become a trend, I think you might say at this point. So let's let's just talk some football, some Mississippi State football here uh, on Tuesday's show. One of the things that I, you know, when I, I look at the stats from, from, from Saturday night that, that stuck, stood out to me is that Will Rogers hit 12 different receivers in the game. And nine of them had three or more catches. Um, one of those who only had one catch is Austin Williams, who you and I both would bet our bottom dollar ends up with 50-plus catches this year. So, I mean, 12 is too many, right? Obviously, you're playing a lot of guys. It's a game that, you know, you're, 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 you're dominating and you got a chance to, to, to you know, give guys reps. But Mississippi State, you know, they do have to sort of find a receiver rotation. We talked, you know, last week we, we were a little surprised to see Ra Ra Thomas on top of the depth chart. And then he just came out in the first drive, had a couple big catches, including the touchdown, uh, had a really good game. Looks really solid there at the X. Caleb Ducking looks really solid there at the Z. The slot guys, we, we mentioned Austin Williams didn't do much. I think Rufus Harvey, I mean, he showed you why he's going to be a starter this year. He had a really good game, uh, had the touchdown catch. Uh, Jaden Wally. Had a, had a good game, had an opportunity to have a huge game if Will Rogers could have found him on a deep ball later in the game. Tulu Griffin played well. Uh, had five catches for, for him. State State's receivers, we talked about it all offseason. Now we're seeing it put into practice. This truly is the most talented group State's ever had. You, you can tell even after one game. Yeah, easily. I mean, there's just so many guys coming in there. I mean, we saw late in the game, Antonio Harmon, came in there and made some catches. You know, uh, Justin Robinson came in there and had a touchdown his first reception mm-hmm. of his Mississippi State career. Um, I mean, it's just – it's guy after guy coming in there and making plays. I mean, Tulu didn't even start, did he? Did not, no. Rod Thomas started. So, and, and, I mean, you're talking about two guys at the same position. I mean, we all consider Tulu to be – one of the biggest playmaker potentials on this entire offense. And Ra Ra's ahead of him, who was uh, arguably the most impressive receiver at the game. So, I mean, when you put, in, put it in per, to perspective, just how many guys that Will got the ball to and how many guys just look good out there, I mean, it's, it's kind of it's shocking to kind of see that many Mississippi State receivers because in our lifetime – you know, you think back, like, you know, Eric Molds, mm-hmm. how many guys was around him at that position? I mean, he had, what, Chris Jones and, and Shaston Coleman? Shaston Coleman. I mean, four or five guys tops that, that were, I mean, and I'm pushing it to get to four or five. 
probably the be- probably the deepest, the best rec- receiving core that they had was that Bear Wilson, Fred mm-hmm. Ross, Fred mm-hmm. Brown, Robert Johnson, and Jamie Malcolm Lewis. Johnson. Yeah, that that group was really deep and talented. Mm-hmm. This group is just it just feels different. Mm-hmm. It feels like whoever they throw the ball to is going to make a play. And so you have one of those, what they call the good problem to have, right? You've got all these guys, but you have to find a rotation. Mm-hmm. So do we feel pretty comfortable? You know, we, we talked about it too deep a couple of weeks ago, but if we say that, I mean, I don't know that we had Rufus Harvey, you know, too high up on the list there. I don't, he might've been the seventh or eighth guy, but now he's probably the third or fourth guy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't really know what's going to happen because I mean, Last year in that game, if you remember, uh, in that first game, Ra Ra Thomas was like our guy that mm-hmm. we'll never hear from again. Right. Remember that? And then late yeah. in the season, he busts out and, and has a, a great end of the year. So, I mean, who is going to consistently get those those reps? That's mm-hmm. what we're learning. I think Rufus Harvey has is, is pushed himself in there. I mean, he was just – Really consistent the other night. Uh, I think he's pushed himself in there. I think Ra Ra's pushed himself in there. I think Caleb Ducking has gotten in there. It's it's the rest of the guys now. You know what happens with Jaden Wally because to me, two of the more inconsistent guys seem to be Jaden Wally and Jameer Calvin. Just from catches, mm-hmm. you know, the drops and the routes and things like that. I mean, Jameer Calvin, I didn't think that was a good route that he ran the other day on that interception. So, you know, it's it's those other spots that I think is going to be the the uh, the interesting thing to see who gets those reps. We didn't see Justin Robinson a lot until late in the game. No, we didn't. We didn't. So, uh, you know, I if you I don't said, know, but you're going to have to narrow those those reps down. Yeah, you said pick the guy who's the Rara Thomas that you know we saw in Week One and the probably don't see a lot. Antonio Harmon is probably that guy, right? Yeah, three catches for thirty yards. Had a thirteen-yard reception in there. Caught all three of his targets. But playing over there, he you know he's at that Z position. I feel like Ducking's probably going to dominate the, the the reps over there. He, I mean, he only three catches for Caleb Ducking, but the touchdown catch was a thing of beauty. And then the, he caught the, he gave State that vertical threat that they sort of lacked. But he had two catches uh, of over uh, thirty yards, I believe, a thirty-five yarder and I think a thirty-two yarder. So. I think I think he's going to get a lot more reps through the year than Harmon does, and of course that was the case a year ago. The the, the Z receiver was Makai Polk, and he got the majority of the reps at that situation. Um, Austin Williams, one catch for one yard. They tried to throw him a touchdown pass, and he just couldn't quite get turned and put it in the end zone. But that's a guy, you know, you know he's going to contribute to the offense. How, how surprised were you though with only one catch from Austin Williams? I was a little surprised just because I thought Will would be more reliant on him. Mm-hmm. But I think Will was more aware. I think he was – I don't think he was looking to check things down or go to a one single wide receiver. I think he went through his progressions a little more. And there, there's a few things that he could have done better as far as his progressions are concerned. I thought he telegraphed that um, that swing pass that was a lateral – I thought there were a few other plays that he that he telegraphed. He could have done a, a little bit better job with that, but um, I just I think that there's so many options out there. It was, it, you know, his safety blanket wasn't really necessary. A guy like Austin Williams is going to move the chains and things like that. 
And I think that's good news for Mississippi State. I mean, Austin Williams has not gotten worse as a player. I just think that your options have grown at that position. I think there's way more guys around that are um, able to get some bigger plays or um, give Mississippi State a chance to get down the field. So, I mean, I think Austin Williams is still going to catch a ton of balls, but that was a little bit of a surprise. He only got one. Yeah, and I, and I like I like your 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 point there about Will Rogers. You know, maybe Rogers sort of you know, Williams is a security blanket, right? When I when I really need him, he'll be there for me. But in this game against this team, where we're, where we've got them outmatched, I can take some time. I can go through my progressions. I can try some things that I wouldn't nece- that you know Will Rogers wouldn't necessarily try maybe against an LSU or a Texas A and M or or an Arkansas. And so he gave the other guys opportunities there. That's that's definitely a, a good way of of looking at it because you know that on third and four against LSU, Austin Williams will find his way to the football more more often than not. Um, speaking of LSU, we got some people asking us if uh, we're going to have to make a, a change in prediction based on what we saw Sunday night uh, in the Superdome. Let's let's talk about that for just a minute because you and I. Both I'm going to wait predict- on my prediction until after this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to see one more. Uh, and that's more about I want to see Mississippi State again. LSU, I'm not going to learn anything from them unless something really tragic happens uh, against Southern. But Mississippi State, Arizona, I can learn a lot more about Mississippi State. But that being said, you know, we both picked LSU to win that game as, as, as you know, a couple weeks ago. From what we saw Sunday night, that that's a prediction. It has to at least be in doubt, right, in your mind. It certainly is in mine. Oh, absolutely. I, w- I was not impressed by a single thing that LSU did last night. I mean, not a single thing. And it, w- it wasn't anything that Florida State was doing. It was that both of those teams, to me, looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I think LSU is still immensely talented. But offensive line didn't look good. Special teams was awful. Um. I thought J- I thought uh, Jaden Daniels was solid. Mm-hmm. He looked he looked he looked solid. But a lot of those uh, rushing yards that he gets, they're not going to be available to him against SEC defenses. I would think they'll do a better job of containing it. Yeah, probably so. Because I just I don't think that Florida State. We we talked about this before. I just don't think Florida State is the is anywhere near the Florida State no. that won the national title. A decade ago, well, I mean, they gave the game to LSU by by or gave gave LSU a chance to win the game. I should say, yeah, they 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 were the up way, by, the, they were up by almost two touchdowns. They're up by what ten well, points? No, that you're up seven inside the ten. All you got to do is kick a field goal, and the game is over. And instead, they decide to do, run a pitch play. It turns into a fumble, and then give LSU a chance to to get back in the game, which they did. And then they allowed you know the defense allows Florida or LSU to drive ninety nine yards for a touchdown. And then if somebody yeah, knows, was, you know, to how to block on an extra point, they, they, the game's in overtime, and probably LSU's going to win the football game. That was that was a really two really not. I mean, LSU can get better. I think Florida State can get better, but neither one of those teams were playing their best football on Sunday night. It just gave us an exciting ninety seconds there at the end. Florida State has zero five stars on their roster. That's really difficult to believe. And I, I was just looking back. I'm just I'm looking at the team talent on that we have on two four seven, which is yeah. a it's a cool tool. I think it's a little the perception, you know, is a little greater right. than the reality right, of right, it. Right. But zero five stars on the entire roster. That's transfers, high school guys. That's really hard to believe. I mean, North Carolina has three five stars, yeah. which by the way, 
the, the yeah. national pundits that think North Carolina is still going to compete for a national championship at some point, they got to go. Well, I mean, they can. They, they, they have the uh, they have the roster, the to framework do it. in place to do it, but they got to recruit a lot better and they got to coach a lot better. I you know, see the recruiting thing is where I disagree. I, I think they got the guys. Not this they year. Have, they have three five stars and twenty nine four stars. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yes, they're 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 tops. They're sixteenth in the country roster talent. And this is what they've been doing for years since Mac Brown has been there, yeah. and we were supposed to expect Mac Brown to be a national championship contender at North Carolina. I mean, he, I, won, he won one once before. Yeah, but not. You remember all the way back when that happened in Texas? It's been a long back time. When, back when Tyler Horka was five years old. Oh. Or Tyler. I, I was working toward the Tyler Horka joke, but you just decided to just go ahead and bust. Well, you know, Tyler Tyler always takes those shots about how like they have all these national championships. Like he's seen one national title in like a major sport in his lap, lifetime, and he was like six. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I was trying to, I was going to be a little more subtle and just try to work in a little, a little. But you just decided <laughs> to go with the. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Florida State. <laughs> Um, well, they're just not what they used to be. So, I mean, this is not uh, – this should be concerning for LSU fans. What, I think it is. What's surprising me with, with LSU is all, their offensive line is just not good. And this is LSU, a team that recruits well every year. And I guess they've just missed on a lot of evaluations, and, and I don't know. And then on the defensive line, I mean, Mark Mason Smith is now out for the season, tore his ACL, and – they just did not look as good as as you know. This is L, again, this is LSU. A year in, I mean, if ever there was a defensive line, you LSU has an opportunity to claim that the same as they do DBU. And they just they just weren't that impressive. I thought Florida State, Travis had time to throw in that game. If if Mississippi State, you know, the, the, one of the reasons I would pick State to lose to LSU year in and year out is that LSU dominates the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball against almost everybody they play. But right now. Looking at that game and looking at Mississippi State, I would think Mississippi State has the advantage on both sides of the ball against LSU. Yeah. As far as the line of scrimmage goes. You lose Mason Smith, too. That's a huge, huge blow. Huge blow. I, I just, I'm waiting until this weekend. To res, to, I'm reserving judgment. If right. State comes out and looks impressive in that game, I'm absolutely picking State to beat LSU. I just, you know, I, I just want to wait and see. But it's um, fair. I was not impressed by anything I saw at LSU. No, no, that's, and, that was, and that's I think, one of the most know, we, surprising results that I've I've seen in quite a while. And I think we've we've both said that LSU was not going to be like super impressive coming out, but we both picked them to beat Florida State. Yeah. So we might have to uh, to do a spiteful show next off season and just go through everybody who's flipped from Mississippi State to another school and what did they do. Because Malik Neighbors looks like he might be added to the list. It it really is crazy, man. It really, and I don't know if this is just a thing for. Is a there lot a curse? Can we can we create a curse? I don't know. There's money like, in that. I think we're focused in on Mississippi State. Like, is this is a is there a greater chance for you to to struggle if you flip anywhere, or is it just a Mississippi State thing? Because I don't know. Because I mean, some of the, the guys going guys. I mean, Justin Fields flipped from. Uh, Georgia to well, well, no, he flipped in high school. He flipped, 
but he flipped from high school. He was committed to Penn State and then flipped to Georgia. Um, Um, Trying to think if there's some other ones. I'm sure there are some high-profile ones out there. I mean, Travis Hunter, we'll see what happens with him. But but it's just just a wild phenomenon, man. You can – I've got this list of the guys that that went to Ole Miss. The state Ole Miss one is crazy. But that's not even like the – you know, there's other people. I mean, when you look at the Vontique Strong, I mean, he – I don't even think he's playing football anymore, man. Yeah. Like I, he, well, I mean, he flipped to Mississippi. He there, flipped from Mississippi State a, to LSU before Mississippi days. State. There's there's a curse. It feels like maybe it's like the you know the dead Indians that are cursing Mississippi State are also cursing the people. If that you leave if you get State. Like, if you, you touch Mississippi State soil, you get the curse. <laughs> if you touch Mississippi State soil and do not come to Mississippi State, something something's you're up. done. I, I, that, I mean, next, I'm not ready next to give all up season, neighbors, next. Next, like mid July, we're 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 doing the flip show. We're gonna look at everybody who's. We've flipped. got to look. Yes, I mean, just just real quick. Let's. Let, I'll tell you what. Let me just because I know twenty four seven does a good job of tracking decommits. So let me just pick a year at random here. Let's go twenty seventeen. Right. So here's everybody off the top that that decommitted from Mississippi State. Anthony Hines. I mean, I don't remember him having a great career. He might still be at Texas A and M. But he has not had the kind of career that we all thought he, he went to. Uh, he he was he, he was either drafted. Him. He went no he he was either drafted or undrafted free agent. He's play, he's on the Rams roster right now. Um, doesn't say if he was drafted or not. So, uh, Ravian Pierce, nope. Caleb Oliver, nope. Aaron Caleb Odom Oliver. Caleb Oliver was an outside linebacker from uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, he ended up going to that. Georgia Tech. And well, he, he tra- got—I think he got dropped. Well, he may have, but I'm just—I'm just—I'm just using this as an example. Went to Georgia Tech, entered the portal. He's at Western Kentucky now. Um, Aaron Odom was at USM. Now he's at Austin P. I think. Never did anything at Mississippi. Of course, you know he ended up coming to Mississippi State, but he did decommit at one point. Emmanuel Dabney—he was dropped. Paul Gaynor was dropped. He actually had a solid career down at Southern. I don't know what DeAndre Johnson ever did. Montario Hunt, J.J. Russell. Montario Hunt went to Ole Miss, right? No. Did he? He went to Marshall. No, he committed to... That he went, yeah, he went, maybe he did go to Marshall. So he went to Marshall, and then he ended up at junior college. All right, he, he's, got a, he's got a career. Hold on. Decommits from state, goes to Marshall. Uh, enters the transfer portal, goes to Rutgers, re-enters the transfer portal two years later. He's at Alcorn now. Oof. Uh, Cameron Myers, I have no memory of Cameron That's the Myers. kid from uh, Oak Grove. I, I don't think he... A lot of these guys you're mentioning were dropped. They may have very well have been. I'm just, I'm just throwing... This, th- th- this is the list that I have. And so, yeah. He, he, th- Cam Myers played quarterback at uh, Oak Grove okay, and ended up playing. He was going to be a defensive back. Last guy on the list is Takeon Reed, who we all know what happened there. He's on the Ole Miss list, obviously. So, yeah, we can have some... Well, I don't know if fun's the right word. It'll be a little spiteful, but we will definitely do that show uh, this offseason. All right, let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. I'm cooking beef this weekend. I'm doing some Mississippi pot roast. When we had the uh, the cookout a couple of weeks ago, Robbie, I did Mississippi pot roast sliders. 
and they were really good. And I only got one. And I was like, I need more of that in my life. So I'm just going to add two. Yeah, they were good. Yes, I need more of that in my life as well. Well, you know what? On Saturday, are you, you're not going to you, you want to you want to you want to come over to my house and watch the football game? Uh, see, now you're making things difficult because I've already told <laughs> our good friend, Big Dave. Oh, I would come watch the football game with him. Uh, so I don't I want mean, to I don't want to try. I don't want to trample on Big Dave. So you, I've, got, you, I've you, got so many friends, Brian. I'm just, you know, you just got to share me. I, I understand. I understand. And by so, so many, I, th- I, I think I mean, I'm at three, three now. Yeah, yes. Three old friends. So, yes. Sounds good. Well, you go see Big Dave and we'll figure out something else. But I'm going to enjoy some Mississippi pot roast. And you guys can enjoy that or a steak or a burger or a buddy of mine, uh, my buddy uh, Russ Nelson down there in, uh, in Jackson, who's a huge, av- avid listener of this show. Loves Thunder and Lightning. Never misses an episode. Uh, he did a brisket this weekend that looked fantastic. There's so many great options when it comes to beef. Check it out. Head to your local grocery store, talk to your butcher, and get beef on the grill this weekend. Plus, we're coming up on, uh, it's about to get start getting cold. We're about a month away. Start thinking about a big pot of chili or something like that. Vegetable beef soup, taco soup. So many great options. They're all there with beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Robbie, you and I have been talking about for like for a month that we're going to go get lunch, and we never do. We never make it happen. So I'm just I hear what what are you doing Wednesday for lunch? Um probably peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You don't want to go get you don't want to go get lunch. Wednesday is a bad day for me. It's always it's always something with this guy. I mean, why not uh Tuesday? Today. Today. As as we speak. Perhaps. Let's do it. It's, right. we're on. We're on. Uh, and is it, we're going to pick two brothers. That's the the real question. We'll, we'll have to, we will discuss that, but know that they are at the top of our list. We'll, it'll take a strong contender to, uh, to knock them off. In fact, I probably would say that's where we'll end up. That's where you shit guys should end up for lunch, for dinner. And of course, for late night, if you just want to go out and have a good time, two brothers smoked meats is there for you right there in the heart of the cotton district. It's the home of smoked Southern soul food. That's two brothers smoked meats. Great products and great service is something that every business offers you. Everybody's everybody's trying to get your money. Who can you trust with it? Well, one of those places is Advantage Business Systems. And I'll tell you how I know the answer to that. It's because they've been open up and running for 47 years. You can't stay in business as long as they have unless you take care of your customers. So when you want to be treated like a neighbor and not a number, that's when you're going to give Advantage Business Systems a call. Great names, great prices on all their products, and then the service that backs it up is first class all the way because you're dealing with a Mississippian, somebody in the state who can take care of you. And a lot of times it's the same day. You're not waiting around on, you're not staying on hold. You're not waiting on out-of-state contractors with Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. For week, you know, normally week two is not very strong. It is this week. We've got some games that we're going to have to talk about. We're going to have to pick. So let's get the ones out of the way that we would feel completely at ease about. Obviously, Georgia will beat Samford. Uh, Ole Miss will beat Central Arkansas. Auburn will beat San Jose State. LSU will beat Southern. Do we feel confident on all four of those going to the uh, SEC schools? Yes. Okay, so let's look at the rest of these games. Quality games, top to bottom. Speaking of Tyler Horka. Alabama at Texas. First off, 
kudos to Alabama. Over the next couple of years, they're playing at Texas. They're playing at Ohio State. Uh, I think they have a game with uh, with Penn State coming up. Love to see that kind of stuff. God, that te- that that uh, Bama Ohio State game is going to be fun. Those two games on campus are incredible. You can't beat that. But this is Alabama Texas. You know, next year it'll be Arch Manning bringing the Longhorns to uh, to Tuscaloosa in all likelihood. Yeah. We'll see if Quinn what Quinn Ewers is. It's it's all it, Alabama's going to win, right? It's just about what kind of showing does Texas make? Comfortably, I think. Yeah, I, I, we'll both take the Crimson Tide to win. South Carolina at Arkansas. Arkansas, Cincinnati's a good team. Let's let's start there. Cincinnati's a good football team. Um, Arkansas was not quite as sharp as I would have liked for them to have been, but neither really was was South Carolina. They, I mean, they scored 35 points, and I think they scored 28 of them on defense and special teams or 21 of them on special teams and defense, something like that. To go to Arkansas, I don't think they have the horses for that. I'm going to go with the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Arkansas as well. I think they play really well at home. Um, you know, hit or miss on Saturday against Cincinnati, but you know we'll see how good Cincinnati is. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but mm-hmm. I, I like I like the Hogs in this game. The nation's most explosive offense, the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> they uh, will uh, welcome Wake number twenty-two, Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest is without their uh, outstanding quarterback, Sam Hartman. Uh, Vanderbilt has been playing really well. They've played two two really bad teams, Hawaii. And Elon, but here's the news flash: Vanderbilt is a bad team, and they have dominated those games. So I think there's something to be said for that. I think Wake Forest wins this, but I think it's a squeaker. I think it might be closer than we think. Uh, yeah, I, it could be closer. I, I'm going Wake Forest too. What's the spread on this? Do you I'm, know? I can certainly find out for you. Hold on one second. And also the also the spread on Bama Texas. Sure. All right, so Bama, Texas. Uh, I want you to guess before I tell you. Twelve and a half. It's Twenty and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine being three touchdown underdogs at, at, home. Your, at your place and yeah. you're a national brand like that? Yeah, that's, that's tough. Uh, Wake Forest is an eight-point favorite. Okay, um, that that's it's going to be about that. Vanderbilt might cover that. Yeah, but you'll take Wake to win. That's what I'm going to take here. Wake. Yeah, yeah. we'll both take Wake Forest. All right, uh, you're going to pick first on this one. Kansas State uh, welcomes Missouri. K State on the season they beat South Dakota 34 to nothing on um, Saturday, 11 a.m. ESPN two. This will sort of start our day of college football. A long day of college football for us on Saturday. Who do you like in this one? This is tricky because you know it Kansas is. State has been a a solid program over the years, but I think they're not great right now. In Missouri, you know, you, you never really know what to expect from them mm-hmm. in the last few years. I'm going to go Kansas State just because it's at home. I, I think that they'll. I don't know anything about their team this year, mm-hmm. but home game. Missouri's not that great of a team. I'll go with Kansas State. That's, that tends to be a tough place to play, too, in Manhattan. It, it can be. It can be. I think I agree with you. The home the home field is swaying me here. I'll go with Kansas State as well. 
They almost had the big upset last weekend. What about this weekend? Appalachian State travels to Texas A&M. This is kind of tricky, too, just because God is. App, State's, App State's a good program. A&M is not crisp, but I'm going to go with A&M. I just think that, you know, Appalachian State has gone to a big-time environment before and won mm-hmm. a ball game, as we mm-hmm. all know. But I just I don't think they're going to win this one. I don't think they'll win either, but this game is going to be close, I think. But A&M to, to win it. Tennessee goes to Pitt. Last year, Pitt won the game in Knoxville with, of course, Kenny Pickett under center. And that this was before that game was played last year, before Hendon Hooker took over for, for Tennessee. That was still when they were trying with, with Joe Milton. And, of course, that ended up being a disaster. Tennessee was incredibly impressive. I know they didn't play anybody. It was just Ball State. But they dominated them, put 50 points on the board. Uh, Pitt, I, I had a great time watching that game against West Virginia. They looked okay, but they've got some holes there. I think Tennessee's going to go on the road and get an upset here. I, 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 and that's it's what it is, you know, with, with Pitt being ranked 17th. I'm going to take the Volunteers to go on the road and get the win. Yeah, I'm close to putting Tennessee in my top 25. I, I think that they're going to be really good this year. And um, wasn't super impressed with Pitt. I know that that was a, a great crowd and fun game to watch, but mm-hmm. there's nothing that screams they're going to beat an SEC team. Yeah, so I think I, I'm going to go with Tennessee. All right, so we only got one chance, one more chance here for a uh, for some division, and it's an interesting game, and it's gotten a hell of a lot more interesting since Saturday. Kentucky travels to Florida. Kentucky had some; they struggled for a bit against Miami of Ohio. Florida, as we all know, got the big win against Utah, and now we see Anthony Richardson his coming out party as one of the big, best superstars in the SEC. You can tell he's going to be a future star. Can he do it two weeks in a row against a ranked team at home, though? After what I saw last week, I'm taking Florida in this game. Uh, Kentucky was not impressive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida had some big moments in that ball game, and I thought the way they handled that was really, uh, really nice. And Looked a lot better than I thought they would look in game one. I'm going with the Gators. Back-to-back top 25 wins. No changes this week, then. I'm with you. I think the Gators have some momentum right this second. And uh, without Chris Rodriguez, I think it's going to be really tough for Kentucky to go into the swamp and win. They can do it. I won't be overly surprised if they do do it, but I'm going to take Florida to win this game. What's the spread on that one while we're while we're looking at that kind of stuff? Florida. I'm going to say Florida is going to be favored. I would. Florida is a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, that's a that's that's a healthy line. What's the line? We haven't looked. What's real quick? What's the line on Mississippi State? State is a ten and a half point favorite as it stands right now. Interesting. So we'll talk obviously a lot more about Mississippi State Arizona uh, in the week to come. It is Rumblings Day now for us uh, on Wednesday. Send in your questions about Mississippi State sports, about food, about movies, about whatever it is you want to talk about, about the return. Well, you know whose return it was. You know what music's going to be at the end of this show uh, already. Uh, so we'll do that Thursday. We'll look deep at the uh, Mississippi State-Arizona game. And then, of course, Friday will be the three Ps, and we'll go even deeper with our preview playmaker and predictions. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.